This is the Gear Patrol podcast for Friday, January 21st, 2022. I'm Nick Caruso. It's been exactly a month since my birthday, and uh, now that's in everyone's calendar. And I'm glad you're here because today we're talking about white noise. That was my white noise impression. We're going to be chatting about Google, who sort of screwed up its customers' sleep schedules with a weird Google Home software update, which, according to Google, impacted, quote, its white noise experience, unquote. So we're going to talk about white noise and sleep and also our reliance on tech in our homes. Then... If you put all the pieces together like we have, it looks very likely that Lamborghini is making an off-road version of its Huracan sports car. So I'm hoping they'll call it a dirt devil. Give you a moment for that one. No applause. Great. Um, uh, But what's the point? Why make such a niche car? Uh, We will discuss that more. And lastly, Microsoft is buying the video game juggernaut Activision Blizzard. For almost 70 billion buckaroos. Is Halo Doom? What about Candy Crush? And more to the point, guys, listen listen to this one closely. More to the point, does this mean we're in for a video game version of Monopoly? Because it's a... (laughs) That's that's great. A bunch of yeah, video no, game companies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about what that takeover means for games and gamers alike. And by we, I mean Associate Director of Production Design, Henry Phillips. Hello, HP. Hello, NC. And with us today is your friend and mine, the inimitable editor, Will Price. Hello, WP. Hello. Happy, uh, you know, one. I, I think I wished you happy birthday a month ago, but again, happy birthday. I hope the year's off to a good start for you. Thanks. Uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a, f- a fish for uh, compliments there, but I'll take it. In my old age, you you just uh, savor every last interaction. Hey everybody, it's Nick. Just interjecting here. We had a little technical issue, so we're just gonna pretend it didn't happen and skip ahead a little further into the conversation. What did you want to <laughs> say about Wordle, Will? Are you wordling? I'm, I'm I'm on day two of my, of my Wordle adventure. Um, I don't know how it slipped by me because apparently, like Jimmy Fallon and like like it's like reached like the main of the mainstream. Like my mom was playing Wordle before I was, but I'm two days in. I'm probably the worst Wordle player, you know. But I am. I do get the appeal. Like it, I'm on it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. What's your? We should have only done twice. What's your record so far? I'm averaging like four and a half tries. So I got a four and a five. Okay. Do you have a strategy? No, 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 no. I have no. I think it's probably. I mean, I. I guess I just didn't. I haven't fully grasped. Like I haven't. It hasn't gotten like super competitive for me yet because like a, not not a load of my close friends are playing it. But one of them sent me their score today, and they got actually my boss got like no Henry. Use you. You're not my boss. Henry got it in two <laughs> tries today, and now I have to turn yeah. my game up because I can't. There's something about like you know you can't have you can't let your friends be more successful than you in a game like Wordle. Yeah. That's true. I uh, I frequently am doing two or three. That's two kind th- of a low key flex there. Yeah. What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. on, like, I thought I misheard seven. you. It was like two or three. Yeah. I I refuse to use strategy in Wordle. Wordle feels like an organic fun thing. Well, uh, so you both did Henry. You did Wordle today as well. Yeah, I monstered it in, Wordle today. You monstered truly, it. Truly, the the best Wordle I've done in quite some time. How many letters did you get in with your first word? Two greens, one yellow. Wow, good. That's good. Start. Yeah. Very nice. And then we just obviously, you know, full green. Yeah. It was it was a beautiful one. Well, congratulations. Thank Will, you. welcome to the fold. I think we could genuinely discuss Wordle every podcast. I think we I think we could talk strategy. I think we could make fun of our friends revel in our glory you know like that kind of thing i think it might be the opener for every future pod here on out i mean it's certainly <laughs> worth checking in with people on their their score for the day i'm confident you're the best wordle player at the office actually now that i know this much about you and your affinity for sort of word guessing yeah my girlfriend uh calls <laughs> i have a, a an aluminum clipboard you know like a contractor's clipboard that opens and um <laughs> I get the weekend times, so I harvest the crosswords out of them, and I put them in that. And I've also managed to fit a book of word uh, crosswords into the same thing with several pencils. And we, she calls it my activity book. 
<laughs> it's like a pacifier. She hands it yeah. to you and you're being annoying. All right. Exactly. Your book. Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. It's, a, it's a, a useless talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, let's get on with the podcast, he said, eliciting chuckles from all in attendance. Uh, so our first story today, Google. Googs is up to no Goog. Uh, Google customers are making... <laughs> are making noise, shall we say, about an issue with Google Home devices. Uh, This happened last week. Uh, But um, there's an update that brings us to the topic at hand. Customers often ask Google smart speakers, or if you have one, you can ask them to do this, to play white noise, likely to help facilitate sleep um, or concentration. Merriam-Webster defines white noise as a constant background noise, especially ones that drowns out other sounds, and more colloquially, simply calls it hubbub or background chatter. Um, For instance, this podcast may be playing as white noise as you go about being productive in your life. Um, uh, Examples of normal like white noises are static or the hum of an airplane engine, um, and uh, pretty common sort of thing. Love some white noise around here. And Google Home speakers will play white noise if you ask them to. But last week, customers found that their speakers were playing the wrong noise. Community outcry was significant to the tune of several hundred comments and complaints on different forums. One Redditor even found the original sound and uploaded a publicly available file for others to use while they tried to find a solution. Anyway, the, the, everyone was pissed. And outrage tends to serve as a motivator. Motivator? Um, the complaints uh, weren't just background noise. Fuck <laughs> Outrage is a good motivator, and it turns out that these complaints weren't just background noise for Google. They changed the sound back. Um, that's a long introduction to a very simple transfer, right? And I was going to go to you first, Will. What do you uh, What do you think about? It? Do you emphasize with emphasize? Do you empathize with the masses here? I didn't originally. You know, I didn't. Let me I'll tell you a brief story. But before I do that, I was going to just ask that we rename these to the to hubbub machines rather than mm. white noise machines. I think that would mm-hmm. be so much more charming that way. And also, just sound less frightening. White noise. You know, it has that kind of. I don't know. Like I just think of the ring or something. Um, I think that anyway. is a horror movie. Yeah, it probably is. But so hubbub machines, I feel that's a little less frightening. Um, but I, I didn't empathize because I just thought this silly is like just play another track. But I was talking to my sister on the phone and she said she, uh, you know, she puts her kids to sleep with it. Um, mm-hmm. she, I have three nephews, um, one infant to sort of like toddler age ish. And uh, it was a genuine problem for them because they were like, this is not the same noise. And like, they were like bickering with her. And, you know, so then she loses sleep and then, you know, she's just everybody's snapping at each other in the family all of a sudden. All of, all of a sudden, Google had ruined like a day and a half of, you know, a lot of people's lives in my family just because, you know, you got a bunch of kids angry. Wait, wait, I honestly wait. thought this is the silliest thing. You th- did you check with your sister about this or did you did she tell you independently? I actually no, she told me we were on. I talked to her on the phone and she told me independently. Wow. So this is, I didn't, I mean, this is, couldn't have worked out better. What, um, what was she expected? Like, what was her initial reaction? How, was she really mad? She had no idea. She had no idea it was changed. I don't think she pays that much attention to it. I think her kids did and they noticed it. And the kids were like, obviously not the infant. The infant did not, um, really put up a fuss. Yeah. I didn't really <laughs> just sort of does his thing. Get me Sergey Brin. <laughs> but the other two were like, this is a different noise. Like this is, it's like scarier or something, whatever they said, you know, I'm not going to quote them, but, uh, my, Morgan said she didn't notice it, but they did. And they kind of kicked up a fuss about it. So, um, and I, having, having experienced far fewer nights trying to put toddlers to sleep, um, even I do, I can't appreciate rather how, uh, truly stressful and difficult that can be. So, um, I, I, I'm with you, uh, people who parent children and use that Google's white noise to put them to sleep that, uh, I'm sure that was a miserable, how long did it last for Nick? How long was, like it, a week. was it wrong? Yeah. Was it like, it was really like a week? Well, the, uh, it was, uh, it within the space of a week, it was a few days. This, um, I mean, I I don't know if you guys have read through the kind of like Google community thread about this. Um, it Tom, is truly, it's exactly like what Will was talking about. You know, it's not a lot of like 
you know, it, it's a handful of the, the like adults who were concerned or annoyed or whatever. Um, it's almost entirely parents who are saying that their children refuse to sleep with <laughs> this slightly modified, you know, I wish I could hear the difference. Um, cause it is like, this is hugely disruptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm My, shocked, yeah. But. Yeah, I, I've read through some of these, and my understanding is that it was kind of like a rougher sound, I think. Probably not as... I can't believe I'm about to do this on the podcast, please, please, but I feel, like, I feel like normally it's kind of like a... And this might have been more like a... You know? I can see and how the, that would frighten my toddler. True. And <laughs> I, can, I can empathize because my, my girlfriend likes... Uh, white noise machine right but she has like a an old one like not a smart speaker like an old one and it's it's different noises it's digital um though we visited when we visited her family like her she has her original like mechanical one from crazy this the the uh the sounds these things put out but like the slightest difference really does make uh, it sort of disrupt things. It sounds, I've called it a wood chipper before. Yeah. Like it's like running a, a diesel generator next to my face. Um, but a smooth sound can kind of work and, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty apparent to these, uh, these, these parents, especially. What I would do, um, if, uh, to sort of maybe perhaps disconnect yourself from the perils of mega tech companies, breaking the sleep schedules of your children is to buy a Marpac dome. I think Marpac is the company that makes it. The dome is the, is the white noise machine. Um, I, uh, I like it a lot. It's what I personally, well, I don't use it every single night, but when I, when I needed it, it was uh, excellent. A few different noises. They don't change. Buy it. Yeah. I think you've talked about it before. Well, actually, on the and that, that is, that is a mechanical one, right? That is not a, I think so. I think yeah. it's mechanical. I, I, I'm I, not, definitely not the ex, the foremost expert on it, but I know it's the one that was recommended to me when I'm sort of like fishing for ways to keep myself asleep. And it has served me very well for like four or five years now at this point. So Yeah. No, this is, uh, you know, diving into the Gear Patrol archives here. But yeah, it is a mechanical white noise generator. They call it a sound conditioner, which I quite like. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... Clever. Yeah, it just it kind of runs a fan to nowhere. Um, um, this is so uh, t- typical for me. I kind of end up going to cynical places when I, I see stories like this. Um, this feels like a very, 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 very small scale example, uh, or or like analog to a dystopian, like the plot of a dystopian mm-hmm. movie, where like we're all mm-hmm. so reliant on X that it changes or it stops or it breaks and the world like devolves into chaos. And it really, I mean, it is kind of like, if you think of it like that, which I can't recommend anyone do, but if you do, (laughs) it's a very dark prospect. Like that reading that community from people just being like, just one parent says their kids were, or said, I don't like the new Google. I want the old Google just has this weird, dark sci-fi ring to it and it's it's uh very strange so yeah i like the idea of a mechanical thing um or like my girlfriend you can do a, a wood chipper you just have to feed it constantly is the problem mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Fuel, the issue of fuel well yeah, yeah it's i mean it is it is it is like a it's an alarming prospect um I, uh, I, I, there's probably a hundred different things around me in my room right now. Sort of like if, if, if something slightly changed about them, you know, the software, I don't know, drivers on something or whatever else, like my entire, like <laughs> life would be upended, which is like, uh, more than mildly concerning. Um, probably best for your mental health to, uh, yeah. just hope for the best. But we've seen this before it with, with tech, Obviously, this has happened yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like a tech company will update something, and the update will be really unappealing. Um, I'm I, that's happened with like iOS updates. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, recently, not to you know throw them under the bus here, but <clears throat> um, Roku, famed maker of uh, like streaming boxes, but also mm-hmm. now they make uh, TV software. But they've had a couple times where they've updated the TV software, and it just like bricks the tvs 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, your TV cannot turn on until they issue a software update. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. would be bad, man. The, I'm sure there, I mean, there are countless examples of like, why, why did they do this? Why, you know, actually my favorite one is Reddit. You remember a few years ago when Reddit changed its entire interface? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 To new Reddit. And you can still go to old Reddit. I don't know if you know that. You can replace www dot with old dot Reddit, and you get the old Reddit. Because they keep it going because it's so good, and people loved it and complained. They, if they your can't account, to if your account it. was made in the old Reddit era, and you can, like, I think you can put it in your account settings to all default load old Reddit without even having to type Shut in old Shut up! Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I haven't, I haven't even, I haven't seen new Reddit in like years because I've, oh. I've been logged into my old Reddit. Because new Reddit crap. is a pile of garbage, and I think almost everyone agrees. Yeah, they just can't get it. They really botched that. Yeah. Um, okay, we're coming out of this with some good recommendations. We're we're empathizing with consumers. We're <laughs> providing solutions. We're concrete examples, experience. This is uh, the platonic ideal of a, a podcast segment. Right, um, let's wrap the, put a bow on it. Beautifully done. Yeah, I'm going to just, we're just going to move on because I don't think we can top that. We're going to drop links, though, to um, the noise machine you recommended, Will. Um, and maybe I'll just link to the homepage of Reddit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, lots to, lots to let's sing it. I'm glad Google, you know, did the right thing. Can we say that? I'm glad they did the right thing. Mm. Put those kids to sleep. They're not one of those tech companies. They're a good tech company. <laughs> they don't do evil, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're a good tech company. Uh, okay, next story. The Lamborghini Huracan is the, or Huracan, if, if you want to be super American about it, is the Italian brand's small sports car. Um, it's their entry-level offering at a significant price point. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, Lamborghini debuted a concept version called the Sterato, which I pronounced like an Italian, which packs the 5.2 liter, 631 horsepower V10. Really powerful, very cool. But it's also outfitted with a suspension lift, skid plates, beefier all-wheel drive system, and a ton of other uh, similar upgrades. Now, normally you'd want to see that kind of... Uh, slate of modifications on say a 2001 jeep cherokee xj that may or may not be parked outside my apartment but while all sorts of automakers produce these quote-unquote off-road versions of basic cars like volkswagen all-track or uh, mercedes uh, whatever the heck they do um it's more of a pipe dream to think that a supercar manufacturer might do the same but it looks like, to paraphrase President Whitmore after a certain Russell Cass gave his life to defeat an alien invasion of <laughs> July 4th, 1996, they did it. Those sons of guns did it. Good. Is, you see that? Will, that yeah, was for you. Great. It's a different yeah, yeah. Will Smith movie than you usually reference, mm-hmm. but it's there. You kind of stared down the barrel of the camera to make sure that I caught it, and I, but I did catch it. Thank you. That's right. Um, so yeah, Lambo has, has done this. It seems, uh, all, all signs point to yes. Lambo filed a trademark application for the name Storato. Um, and the car has even been spied off-road test, basically testing, uh, uh, in uh, camouflage, uh, like we normally see future versions. And it's likely that this will be a send off to the Huracan, which is due for a replacement very soon. So Henry, I'm going to go to you first. I'm going to pose to you the question that we all I silenced you both from discussing before we started recording. Why would Lamborghini make such a thing? Yeah, I mean, it's that's the uh, probably not million, but at least a couple hundred thousand dollar question. Um, <laughs> it does just feel like some real, like, not even like American rich guy shit, but like some like Euro rich guy stuff Um, in the sense of like, I think there, there's a kind of reasonably large in terms of all of this stuff uh, aftermarket for taking road based supercars or whatever sports cars and making them work off road for seemingly no reason. 
other than like going to you know cars and coffee and letting like little children wow at you know this this really weird car um that's wholesome which is great you know like mm-hmm. cool like make weird stuff i think i don't know there's always been this weird fascination with taking really fast cars off-road mm-hmm. um you know there's this whole like safari 911 thing and every once in a while you see a youtube video of someone like hooning a ferrari around like a dirt track um yeah there's a there's an instagram account i think called eat the rich or something yeah. where right it's like f40s doing donuts and gravel yeah and they did like you know they converted a, an f40 for snow use mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. japan i think like red bull was somehow involved or something Probably. but yeah who knows why um you know and and you've got it kind of here in the show notes, but Porsche also seemingly working on something similar, kind of a, a lifted, more touringy version of the uh, the nine eleven. Um, it's, I think it's got to just be because it's cool mm-hmm. and like people will buy it, and it's it's fun. This feels like a cool Lamborghini thing. Like they're supposed to be doing stupid stuff. They yeah. saw the numbers, the sales copies, Game Pass subscribers playing Forza Horizons, <laughs> and they said. Yeah, we need to make that. That's all that yeah. happened. I'm convinced that's what happened. That that's like this is when I saw that when I saw this vehicle, I genuinely think the game is beautiful graphics. I was like, this is just a car from Forza Horizon. Somebody messed around in the tune shop, you know. Like, and then you read on, and no, this is a real. This is an actual vehicle. Do you think? Like, do you think VW Group's uh, like marketing department got a focus group data mixed up with like a like twelve year olds, <laughs> or something? Could be. Who can say? Just I mean, like a, a wish list. I think it, like the thing is, it's it's really hard to do. You can explain what what this vehicle looks like, you know, and it's retrofitted with whatever. But until you've until you laid eyes on it, it like it, it's hard. It's it's hard to believe that this is not like a preemptive move towards like April first or something initially for me. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I'm not excited to see people like. I don't know, like tear up the, excuse me, tear up the desert with it or so whatever wherever they're going to drive it. I'm excited to watch. Um, I have no idea uh, the what's or the why's or rather the why is beyond me, but uh, the what is like, it's no doubt exciting. I'll tell you where they're going to drive it. Will and it's okay. on city streets uh, yeah, it's where you and I currently live. Um, it's going to be great in and around yeah. LA. Um, but yeah, this is this, uh, the Safari nine eleven's always really intrigued me, but I just think I've always had this dream as you know, the car fanatic I am, like my dream garage. Henry, I'm sure you've got a dream garage oh, in sure. mind, or it's you know it always evolves over the years. But there's a version of my dream garage where my summer car is a like a '65 Mustang, uh, like hat, uh, uh, what the heck is that? Like the notchback, like the coupe, just a medium blue manual rear drive, 289, whatever. And then my other, my winter car is an all-wheel drive 911 that's just got snow tires on it. <laughs> and, like, that seems drastic enough of a departure from, like, reality. But this is wild. It's, it, it is, to your point. It makes point, you seem Henry, unimaginative. It makes me seem unimaginative? Yeah, like this vehicle does. <laughs> like it, it, makes your, it makes you seem like your dream garage sound conservative. Yeah, well, thank goodness I wasn't in that focus group. <laughs> I would have punched every single one of those twelve-year-olds to, to get my voice heard, or played some played some knockoff white noise to try to make them go to sleep. <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah. There's this. There's this. Um, I mean, it's a cool send-off. I, I, I'd be interested to see, like you said, well, like where these what these are actually, what the presence is actually like. I mean, the, the idea of a hurricane that's been lifted maybe an inch or two with a wider track um, prowling around sounds really intimidating and fun and cool. And, How many uh, did they say they're making? They haven't. Oh, I thought, I thought there was some, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right I, remember, yeah. I read the wrong, uh, read something, some fake news, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. They're always pictured, you know, both the kind of concept and these recent spy shots. Um, they're always pictured with these like really elaborate light bars and like mm-hmm. lighting systems, um, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, also, like a big old like roof scoop, 
case you want to go, right. you know, driving through lakes or something. Um, <laughs> Puddles. Yeah, I don't know. This is a. It's such a weird car, and I'm so happy that they're doing it. Um, yeah. Because like, why not? I guess if like they make the Urus, might as well like take some of that and put it on their thing. I, like, this is great. Yeah. Give me yeah. more weird stuff. It's definitely a why not kind of situation. Uh, the Urus is, of course, Lamborghini's uh, SUV, which I can only imagine would share some mechanical bits with this. Um, I think, Will, what you were alluding to is that um, the rumors surrounding this are that Lamborghini could unveil the actual car uh, later this year, in, in 2022. And maybe, you know, like some some rumors say a 1,000 units. That seems... Mm-hmm very uh ambitious but um we'd see but the the huracan is going to be retired in 2024 or by 2024 so um a nice little send-off and uh, i agree with you henry it's cool it's a why not like i'm glad it exists but uh, it does sort of make me wonder if maybe it's a a bridge too far or as i wrote to you both uh the icarus of uh supercars mm. i thought you were going to pull the jurassic park quote the what is it they they never stop to wonder whether they should or whatever the quote is the ian malcolm quote anyways you really botched that reference was this i used the second half of the quote i couldn't remember the first half he says something about figuring you know you're so preoccupied thank you with Go ahead. whether you you could yeah you didn't stop to think whether you should um could be yeah it could be these, uh, I, if, if Lamborghini puts together some sort of amusement park featuring these, I do not suggest you go, uh, <laughs> on the opening weekend, uh, lest you be consumed by no, it, endless Jurassic Park metaphor. Okay, good. I think we put that one to bed. Um, weird, weird car. Can't wait to see it on the road, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Um, so last up, third story is about gaming. Gaming, video games, Microsoft just plopped down a cool 68.7 bill in cash for Activision Blizzard, um, uh, the gaming company, of course. That amounts to about 95 bucks per share for the company and means that Microsoft would own titles, familiar video game titles like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, among many many, many others like Halo and and such. Um, Microsoft has said that it plans to add Activision Blizzard games to its Game Pass service, which is essentially like a sort of an on-demand video gaming uh, situation. Um, And we'll also concentrate efforts on mobile gaming as well. Uh, So the sale should close next year. This is still a ways off. needs to be approved by the board or shareholders. Um, and, uh, I was, I'm citing a, uh, report by Engadget who notes some, some really great questions here. Uh, so to quote them, Microsoft doesn't say how many Activision Blizzard, uh, games would be Xbox exclusive on consoles or windows exclusive on computers. It's also unclear how much Microsoft might influence develop of key development of key franchises. It's not certain whether Microsoft will lock Call of Duty or other giant games to the Xbox in the near future, end quote. Uh, There's a lot of information here. This is sort of like, you know, this is a a more uh, nebulous kind of businessy conversation. But, Will, you're a game guy. You game. Mm -hmm. You were talking earlier, in fact, that you don't, you doubted your your potential streaming skills, which I... I'd yeah. I'd stream you. Uh, what does this mean for you and, and your ilk? Thanks, thanks, Dad, for that. For the confidence. <laughs> you'll do it's you'll big. do fine, son. Just, <laughs> it's big for my morale. Just play your video games. Uh, yeah. So Game Pass. Uh, so, so I think the first thing that t- most people who who play games thought about, uh, and I think Henry Henry also dabbles mm-hmm. as one does. Um, thought about Game Pass, which is Microsoft's sort of like. You know Netflix of video games, whatever. Um, it has quickly become, I think, objectively like the best value in gaming. Uh, it's like fifteen dollars a month, and you get like I don't know 
tons and tons and tons of titles that you could um, throw on your Xbox or on your PC um, and enjoy, and it's it's pretty wicked. Um, and if you're not familiar with Activision Blizzard, they have, I don't know the exact numbers, but I would imagine some of the most played and popular games of all time under their um, mm-hmm. under their flag. So the first thought is naturally, you know, will these uh, arrive on Game Pass and when? Um, and there's other some kind of minor questions about you know, payment, some of those, some of those games under there, like for example, World of Warcraft, or they have their own um, monthly payment model. Like, will you pay, will you still have to pay that? Will it be reduced if you have game, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I think uh, just from in, in a vacuum, just for old Will sitting at home looking to get value out of his, you know, his subscription, <laughs> this is great news for me. Um, in a, you know, just thinking of it in the most straightforward way possible. Henry, I'm kind of curious what you think uh, as someone, I think you have Game Pass as well. I do, yeah. Uh, I haven't used it as much as maybe I I should have, but I have kind of ramped it up recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's this is interesting, and it's it's. I think we've kind of seen like a lot of consolidation in terms of like major video game companies. Um, there was another big merger that I don't remember um, not too long ago. Um, don't pause. I'm not going to remember it. I don't. Yeah, nobody will know. But anyway, um, a good moment for everyone. There's, the, there's kind of a sense that that there is a lot of consolidation going on, and if you're going to consolidate, you might as well be the biggest and then buy the biggest. Um, and so, yeah, in a vacuum, I think like short term, this is rad because you know Microsoft has clearly shown a huge interest in their gaming division, um, which is good news for people who play games or own PCs or own Xboxes, um, which I am all three of those. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I think eventually, you know, probably isn't the greatest thing to have just a couple companies who are making video games. Uh, But, but I do, you know, I'm curious to see how this plays out and how, how this kind of works into other devices, you know, in parallel with with Game Pass, Microsoft has been kind of quietly hammering away at their service called xCloud, which mm. is um, mm-hmm. kind of like a gaming service where you don't necessarily have to own uh, a really high-end PC or an Xbox. Um, you could theoretically own like a controller and your TV, uh, and your TV would have this service, and it basically runs uh, a gigantic, you know, there's a big warehouse somewhere uh, with a bunch of kind of PC servers running these games. And then they stream it to your, uh, your phone or your, your TV. Um, right. And, and that seems to be kind of the final frontier in terms of like gaming services and subscription models. Um, so yeah, I mean, kind of really curious to see where this all goes. And, you know, I think, in the short term, I'm, I don't think we'll see very much change. Um, you right. know, hopefully the Activision stuff is added to Game Pass pretty soon, though. That'd be cool. Yeah, you have to... I think a lot a lot of people said around the announcement, um, whether smartly or not, that the price and the timing after Activision Blizzard has been sort of under barrage for, like, the better part of, like, whatever, a year, year and a half through for various, like, pretty disturbing... Uh, workplace stories um, mm-hmm. sort of like an opportunistic move by Microsoft sort of more business viewpoint but um, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of fascinating one of our coworkers actually brought up a, a point I didn't initially think about but talking about how as you know game pass and others and or other subscription services becoming more and more um, or better and better values may kind of have a negative effect on um, like the indie publishing and indie development scene, um, which is for the most part found its home on Steam and, you know, through like the um, uh, Steam Greenlight program and what have you. But um, so perhaps that's the case. Perhaps, you know, if you're paying $15 a month for hundreds of games uh, now, some of the biggest titles um, there are, it may, f- may be more difficult for you to, you know, swipe the card for 20 bucks on an indie game from a developer who, you know, has an idea that you're interested in, but, you know, you don't know if that develop, you don't, you don't, you know, maybe their track record isn't very long or what have you. So um, I would hope that's not the case because um, for me, some of the best games of the last 10 years are games that were developed by one, two, three person teams. Um, mm. uh, Stardew Valley, one person, um, Valheim, I think three or four people at most. 
Um, and I know there's like a dozen more options. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A dozen more examples. Um, I would hope that that didn't happen. Um, I'm pretty confident it won't um, because I do think that they're in some ways different audiences, but uh, it was an interesting point to kind of take to the to its conclusion. It was like a thought experiment. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't there just a... Uh, in the, I may be making this up. Uh, a movie about sort of like a... Is it no? I'm getting about that same thing about indie game developers protecting their software. Very possible. No, Very possible. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of Silicon Valley and conflating everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that is always the thing. It's my I was my attempt at a joke in the intro about uh, Monopoly was uh, obviously in reference to to the dangers of shutting out the competition. Um, you know, you it, it, stifle innovation. You, mm-hmm. There's not much freshness, that kind of, that kind of thing. So, uh, I will say as a final uh, note on that point that, um, even though I think there's perhaps never been a more consolidated or, um, you know, more resources owned by fewer companies in the gaming space, which is sort of the case across most industries now. But it's also the case that in gaming specifically, I'm talking, is that development tools um, are have never been more accessible um, and developing mm-hmm. in general has never been more, more accessible. So um, that's where you have a lot of these just like, you know, a great idea wins out over like AAA hyper development, super polished games, right? So I do think that there's there will always be at least some, at least an avenue for like, if you have a great idea and you can bring it to life, like, yeah. you know, they will come kind of thing. So yeah. that's my last take there. No, and I, I think you're right. And there's been so many great examples of that, even in the last like, you know, couple years during the kind of COVID era. I feel like there have been all sorts of sensations of, of small games becoming very big cultural moments, um, you know, among us comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to say, uh, what's the one on the, what is it like Facebook or something where there's not Farmville. Is that the one? <laughs> oh my God. You're Farm- dating yourself. My that's goodness. like 15 years ago. Yeah, no, that's least. not the one I'm thinking of then. There's something about, a uh, Wordle. You're thinking of Wordle. <laughs> no, if this, if this merger screws up Wordle, I'm going <laughs> to take to the streets. Um, no, I'm, what am I thinking of? You, you make like an Island or something and you oh. harvest yeah, the, um, the Switch game, Henry. Um, oh, Animal Crossing. Animal oh, Crossing. it's on Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You kids and your rap music. <laughs> Whatever you, you, the youngins are doing these days. Um, I also thought it was funny that uh, GameStop stock sank incredibly low to eleven an 11-month low as this happens. Uh, sort of another nail on the, the GameStop. Uh, investing coffin watching GameStop's uh, stock price move has been one of the great joys of the pandemic as a neutral <laughs> as a mostly neutral observer there's been very few things more entertaining than watch it f- swing back and forth violently between people making loads of money and losing all their money. yeah it's a it's a schadenfreude for sure uh like when people i don't know when apes go missing or whatever the hell people are <laughs> up to these days um, it's only a matter of time before this podcast turned into NFT talk. <laughs> that's right. You know what we haven't mentioned, though, this episode? iRobot? Uh, well, we'll just mention iRobot. That's one of our tropes. Henry, you're usually the one first to do the... I? Yeah, you're first oh. to the mark on this one, usually. Yikes. You claimed the spot last week, mentioning nerd god... Uh, himself, oh, Elon Musk. Oh, the, the Elon Musk. You're right. Yes. This is, hasn't been a very uh, Muscovite episode. Um, he doesn't, you know, white noise, maybe. <laughs> not really we, interested. We should yeah. add a segment called like a moment for Musk or something. <laughs> a hint of Musk. Oh, there you go. That's a 60-second um, uh, breakdown every week. God, okay, yeah. A breakdown is an uh, apt term. <laughs> Inevitable. Uh, yeah, let's move on from this i'm sure i'm sure elon would love to weigh in on the benefits of a merger between massive video game conglomerates but uh he doesn't know this podcast exists so we don't care uh let's move on to the third and final or the last 
not third, the final segment of the show, uh, which we call, of course, Today in Gear. Uh, we're going to go around the group and each share, do a little show and tell, share and tell, share and share. It's just, those are homophones, homonyms, uh, products that have been announced in the last week that especially caught our respective eyes. Henry, I want to start with you this time. What did yeah. you see and want to tell us about? So uh, it is the 50th anniversary of Porsche design, not to be confused with Porsche, um, but they are a affiliated company that does all sorts of different stuff, um, including designing things like, uh, I believe they've done golf clubs. They've mm. done really all sorts of wacky There's stuff. There's a hookah thing. There's a hookah. Yeah, uh, I, did, I did actually see that. Um, but perhaps what they're most known for is watches. Um, and their kind of first watch or their, their first famous watch um, was a really innovative chronograph that was made to look like the dials of uh, a 70s era Porsche 911. And uh, it was produced in kind of affiliation with this company called Orfina, uh, long since dead. Um and they're reissuing it, um, not in affiliation with Orfina, but it's a really cool um, kind of watch. The original is very, very cool. It was the first black watch, uh, which seems weird really? that that would only be, you know, 50 years ago. Wait, that's, um, that's definitively true? It was the first black watch? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe some guy like went rogue and painted his watch black before, but uh, it was the first like serially produced bl- black watch. Um, wow. That's this guy. Um, but it's, um, but it's, yeah, so they, they figured out a way to do it. Um, but the, anyway, the new one is also black, um, though they've done it in kind of more technologically advanced ways. Um, there's a whole lot of titanium. Um, it's quite expensive, um, about $8,000, um, but very, very cool looking and reasonably true to the original. Um, you know, some stuff is left off here and there, but, um, it's really pretty. And if you buy the special 50th anniversary of Porsche design Porsche you get your very own special version um so wow. you know you get a with your purchase of a hundred and I don't know fifty thousand dollar car you get a free watch you I've actually always, probably don't get it for free you probably have to pay for it but you get a special one right I've always loved those little add-ins Porsche does that a lot let's throw in a, an expensive whatever or what was the you could buy a nine eighteen spider yeah. and you, they would get yeah. get a nine eleven. You get the opportunity to buy a nine eleven that kind of matches your nine eighteen while you wait for your nine eighteen. Yeah, um, exactly. I can't think of anything even remotely close to that kind of experience that I've ever witnessed in my own life. Truly rich guy stuff. Like mm-hmm. pick a pick a goodie from the. I remember going to the dentist. You could pick a goodie from the box on the way out. You know, as a kid. yeah, you get. You get the like gummy hand that you can slap against the wall yes. or a nine eleven. Perfect. Always the gummy hand. Every time. Um, so you've got the original there. What is the, what type of watch? Yeah, is it? It's a it's a not a chronograph. It's a chronograph. What it is? is yeah. Um, Makes and it's sense. it's really pretty. I would totally suggest anybody listening to look it up. It's a uh, the original ones are the Orfina and Porsche design chronograph, um, and uh, famously worn in Top Gun by uh, one Tom Maverick Cruz. Um, and, uh, and they're great and they're reasonably affordable. There's a guy in Brooklyn who's like the repair guy. So you can, you know, you get a nice working one for like two grand. Um, and it'll have a ton of character and you can say things like I'm buzzing the tower. Permission to buzz the tower. Uh, great. Mr. Maverick himself uh, just saw that he's uh, a budget announced to shoot the movie in space that he's doing in a couple of years. They're doing like an inflatable studio adjacent to the space station. It's crazy. That's incredible. Um, no word on what watch he'll be wearing. Um, well, I'm going to go to you last because I want this to end on a good note. So I'll go uh, in the middle. Uh, my pick is from Airstream and kind of along the same lines of the Lamborghini. Uh, it's a vehicle adjacent product that uh, doesn't actually exist yet, but probably will soon. It's called the E-Stream concept. Airstream's E-Stream. I get it. I get it. And you can, <sighs> do you understand? I, I was going to explain to everybody. No, but. Do- 
Okay, so it's an it's an all electric vehicle camper hybrid for you know eco friendly journeying needs. It's meant specifically for EV tow cars and trucks. Uh, be, meaning the reason it or the the way it's meant for them rather uh, what makes it especially good for that situation is that it has its own electric propulsion systems or its own little motors that can move it um, which means that it is less taxing for the tow vehicle extending your range um, but it also means that this thing should be able to move on its own power and owners you know you get to your campsite and in theory, you'll be able to call up the eStream app, unhitch your eStream, and then using the app, Will is actively shaking his head as I say this. It's just the name. It's just the name. It's oh, okay. Um, and you can use the app to, to move your, your camper around under its own power. Um, and beyond that, there aren't really any specs available since it is a concept, um, but it... To me, this just makes a lot of sense. I mean, for those benefits for uh, the the moving of and the towing by an EV are um, obvious, like A plus sort of moves. But um, when camping, or I don't know if you can call it camping out of this, when you're living out of it, um, you'll have power built in. You won't have to run a generator. It will have power. Um but as you can imagine, Airstreams are very expensive, and this one will probably have a very high price tag. Um, there's also no release date even hinted at. So I, my gut says a couple years from now, uh, and pretty expensive. 75 maybe? 100 I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, no one... No one can truly understand the pain of getting a trailer into a spot, especially if it's a it's a you know a somewhat busy uh, campground or what have you, until they've done it or been a party to someone who's who's parking it. Um, yeah. So even if it were just that uh, the second bit, the second feature, sort of allowing you to sort of whip up your whip open your phone and get it into I don't know wiggle it around and whatnot without having to kind of do the whole song and dance like that. I can't tell you how stressed I've I've seen the calmest, most emotionally controlled people nearly lose their minds <laughs> trying to work their way around a you know a campground with a few other uh, a few other folks there. So I think that's uh, I think it's brilliant. I think I, I sort of wish for those who are into this sort of thing that it were uh, not two or you know however many years away and uh, <laughs> however many dollars away, but. Um, <laughs> As ever, I, I expect uh, you know once it's once it's landed with Airstream versions, um, uh, a strong story, you know, good good or bad as they may be, will sort of uh, proliferate to other hopefully yeah. more affordable companies. Yeah, well, Winnebago just announced a similar kind of like EV sort of adventure thing. That this is going to happen very quickly, and it's kind of a part of the segment that I hadn't really thought about when we think about evs like how how far can that extend it makes a lot of sense um and i agree about moving a trailer around like i'm i'm relatively good at it but there are a few things that are so stressful because you know everyone's looking at you and if you screw it up it's embarrassing but can also really do some damage (laughs) there are like there are like 15 activities and one day we'll put them on a list that like will trigger every father from like 10 miles <laughs> in like a 10 mile wide ring to like whip their head over and watch like attentively. And one of them is, is backing up a trailer or like, you know, or if you had a boat behind a, a truck or something, <laughs> any of those kind of things, every single dad will, will find you and will watch you as you struggle. Try, you know, try. Yeah. Or, uh, 100%. The, another one um, is a, changing the thermostat. Right. Yeah. If someone changes their set, there's, I know oh this, God. it's kind of like a, a very dated thing to do to, to reference family guy, but in early season, there's a cut scene where like Peter's complaining about the family changing the temperature on the thermostat. And as he's saying this, some random person bursts through their door. It's this guy. He says, Peter, my thing went off. Is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> really, 
Uh, so true. So true. Using the grill is another big one. Like when when to flip uh, a steak because there's still so so many fathers out there obsessed with the notion of like the steak must grill exactly at the same time on both yeah. sides when that's been disproven by like every single reputable yeah. um, open fire cook. But anyways, there's there's nothing more uh, sort of like base level than guys drinking beer gathered around a grill. Pointing. Yeah, like you're gonna. Yeah, it's still juicy. I don't know. It's still got juice there. Poking it, yeah. dripping. Um. Anyway, speaking of home stuff, grills and uh, and it, yeah. Well, you're up next. You're I'm a guy. What you yeah. Got? So, um, you 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 all may know the company Arcteryx. Mm-hmm. That's Arcteryx is how we're all saying that, right? Yes, That's right. I heard someone. I'm not gonna say it out. Loud. Do it. No, I'm not going to. Don't. But um, they released they released a couple new colorways of the popular Beta LT jacket. Um, not really the reason I'm bringing them up. Uh, the colorways are nice. They're two different. They're two shades of blue. One is light. One is very rich. Whatever. Um, I'm bringing them up because I wanted to talk about maybe the funniest or the strangest um, thing. Or sort of trend around a product I've seen in a while, which has been going on for a couple of months. It's not like brand new or anything, but uh, people on TikTok um, put their Arcteryx rain jackets on or pants or other, Arct- or, you know, uh, weatherproof, waterproof Arcteryx here, and they get in the shower and they turn the shower on, and that is it. That's like the content. Um, there's some like spins on it, of course. Um, yeah, the, some like if you, you throw on the Arcteryx pants, and then uh, there's a video of uh, a guy walking through like a club, and there's like booze being poured all over him, and it's just beating off. You know, that's like the whole the whole thing, right? Oh, there's a, there's yeah. one where this guy takes a swig from his water bottle, then spits it on his Arcteryx pants, oh, and you know that's sort of the gist <laughs> of the video. But it's all set to a, a song um, by a London rapper, London rapper called YT. Um, he says in the song. I'm gonna quote here, out not in not in rhyme and not in London accent. He says, "Arcteryx on me, nah, we don't rock no Patagonia. Arcteryx on me, I go hiking in Snowdonia, which is a real place in Wales, by the way. Also a bar in Queens. But um, I just I can't. I have no reason to bring this up other than I just find it completely fascinating. I love it. It's completely. This is to me. This is what TikTok at its best. Like it is absolutely absurd. Someone just said." yeah, I bet you my rain jacket can like withstand the shower or whatever. And they're like, yeah, that's BS. And then they tried it and lo and behold, like millions and millions of people have now seen people, you know, take showers in rain jackets. It is, uh, it's hard for me to like know how to feel about this because hyper consumerism, baby, we're in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also, uh, and I, uh, of course I'm, I'm, Gosh, I hesitate to say this because it's not, I don't mean this literally, but close because it's almost like what we do, Mm -hmm. you know, it's product testing. It's like the most insane, like it sounds like something like, let's say, let's say uh, like our, one of our outdoors and our outdoors and fitness writer, Haley Helms, great writer, very, very, very thorough gear tester. She uh, like somewhere, somewhere in Southern California, right? Maybe they, yeah. maybe they don't get a lot of, they haven't gotten rain in a few, in a few weeks. I don't know. I don't know the weather there, but I'm, I don't think they get a lot of rain. So yeah, she get, she, she's supposed to be see, ch- checking out how this, how her, her new rain jackets was working. Yeah. Right. So she's just like, F it, I'll get in the shower. And that's exactly, yeah. that's, I, that's exactly why it's so funny to me, Henry. Cause it's just, I mean, it makes sense. Like it's, yeah. It's it's a it's an extreme version of precipitation, and uh, yeah. guess what? It works in the videos. You know, they they get out of the shower, dry. beads right off, beads no. right off. That's exactly we right. we did we did a story about Gore-Tex, um, where we went down to Gore-Tex's factory, which is in Delaware of all places, um, and they literally they have a room which is a glass box, basically looks like a big old shower, mm-hmm. and it rains. It's the rain room, mm-hmm. and they go in with their jackets or whatever. And they get rained on. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, why not? Right. If, you know, I imagine it, God, it's like, you don't want to be the guy like breaking down memes, uh, too hard, yeah. <laughs> but like, I hope that someone was told like, you know, someone was showing off their cool Arcteryx jacket and then someone else said, you know, you never climbed a mountain in your entire life. Uh, and then they just responded by standing under their shower. Um, yeah, I, I hope that's how it started. Someone, um, I was showing this to someone recently, the Arcteryx, this whole story, and they were like, oh, this is like one of those like deep 
like marketing moves like Arcteryx like they created this themselves and got it to go by it's like huge success for them I was like if you know the Arcteryx brand I just don't believe that's the case like it's very it's a very serious brand for people who are like you know like it's I don't I just don't think that's it's not in the it, I just don't know if it's in their vocabulary maybe it is and if and if it is and they're listening to this they're like look at this idiot has no idea but like I just think that this is just one of those strange sort of spawns of the internet and the the weirdest or the strangest part about it is these jackets like the one I'm talking about the beta LT is four hundred dollars retail for the for a rain jacket, which of course you know there are rain jackets that cost more or whatever. But I mean th- these are not just like you know it's not like we're going and buying like uh, from the bargain bin at REI or whatever. These are like extremely high end rain jackets people are buying and getting in the showers with. It's just I just I, I'm, yeah. I'm in love with it. I could, I could I could watch the videos and listen to that silly ass song all day long. <laughs> well, well, um, I, I will say it is an interesting use case because. Um, I'll hyperbolize, but uh, to make this point, but it's like a rain jacket is kind of the closest, one of the closest uh, experiences or provides one of the closest experiences to like being bulletproof (laughs) that we have or like being invincible. You know, it's a pretty amazing feeling to be 100% protected from X situation with Y product. And yeah. uh, it's a fun, it's a fun, uh, it's kind of like going through a car wash, like <laughs> goofing off in the car during car wash, right? Exactly. Right. I've, and I've got a, uh, you know, just because as like a Gear Patrol product nerd, I have to be this guy. Um, the whole meme revolves around Gore-Tex uh, and how waterproof Gore-Tex is. Uh, and a hot tip for anybody listening at home who does not want to spend $400 on an Arcteryx Gore-Tex jacket Um the like beating right off the water beating has nothing to do with Gore-Tex. It's all about this thing called uh, DWR, which is durable water repellency coating. Um, so spend thirteen dollars on something called Nickwax mm-hmm. TX Direct, uh, and you could literally make anything like Arcteryx level bead right off waterproof. Uh, Beads right off, baby. And and I hope that you do. And I hope there's this new trend and Champion Nick-wax hoodie get all the love. We should do yeah. that. Champion hoodie, idea. it beads right off. All right. That's a good idea. Get Scott on that. Get our Instagram <laughs> folks on that. I got one of the reasons I was fired from a job once. I, was, I used to be a, a shoe salesman. There we go. I used to be a shoe salesman and uh, I was very bored and I really disliked it. And I, um, of course, missed me. I was young and, and uh, shouldn't have acted like this at all. No one should. But uh, I was bored. Like in the zone, so in the back room, I would just get the, the when I go on my lunch break. I'd get a soda from the fountain in the mall court, food court, and I'd go in the storeroom and I'd get some of the shoe waterproofer and I'd just paint a coaster for myself on a shelf. (laughs) (laughs) It works. It works. The, the, no, no water rings. And that's yeah. how. And that's how you invented. What was it, Nick? Um, what Nick was it wax. Yeah. So Nick Nick wax. Wax. that's why it's actually called Nick Wax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. I use it on my head. Uh, okay. We uh, we that's the longest we've spent on a today in gear segment for a while, and I think it was very beneficial. We had some Those good, good uh, some good stuff there. Good picks, both of you, mm-hmm. um, and listeners. We publish just a smattering of product announcements every weekday uh, in a daily column called Today in Gear. And uh, you can find that on the Gear Patrol website. You can find it linked in the show notes. Or, of course, if you never want to miss an installment, you should sign up for the newsletter, the Gear Patrol Dispatch, which will deliver it straight to your inbox. Um, So I highly recommend that because there's a lot to catch up on and a lot we will never be able to cover on the pod. But speaking of that kind of uh, sitch, it's all the time we have for today. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Henry and Will, thanks for being here. And John with me for an hour. Hmm. Anytime. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, sure. Uh, And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, As always, we really appreciate you. We love to uh, talk at you through your smart speaker that may or may not play the correct uh, white noise. Uh, If you like what you hear, not the white noise, uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe to it, rate us five stars. It's very helpful if you do. 
Uh, also find us on social media. Hit us up at Gear Patrol. And you can email us at podcast at gearpatrol.com. So thanks again, guys. Good chat today. Good chat. Good hustle. And uh, mm-hmm. for Gear Patrol, I'm Nick Caruso. And until next time, take care. Drake. You should Drake. sign off with the different Drake album name every single time. See until some if everyone anyone ever notices. And until next time, Drake care. <laughs> until next time, if you're listening to this, it's too late. Until next time, you used to call me. I don't know Drake. <laughs> I was gonna say album. Like, you know, can you pull another one?